G'day and welcome back to the My Peak Podcast, home of holistic development. We're joined here today by the great man, the man of the hour, Jordan Brown. Thank you all. Thank you all for coming. Thank you for that kind introduction, Mr. Weir, Cameron Weir. We are here for another ep. It's that time of week again. Let's get stuck into it. Well, we're here for some whoop chat today. Sorry, Henry. (laughs) Whoop, whoop. Not too sure how to actually... Now that I think of it, they call it the Whoop Podcast. That's how they pronounce it's it. It's Whoop Podcast. Nah, they call it the Whoop Podcast. I've done you there. <sighs> so today we're going to talk about the the answer to the question we get down at my peak train is what have we got on our wrists? So <laughs> today we're going to unpack what it is, what it does, how we use it for our uh, lifestyle, our performance, and how... We are using it to help you as athletes become better athletes as well. Yeah, there is a bit of a science behind. Uh, there's a lot of science. There's a lot of science, but there's also a lot of reasons behind why Cam and I decided to make the investment in the Whoop or the Whoop, however you want to say it. So, probably for six months now, Cam and I have worn the Whoop on our wrist, and um, honestly, I've loved it. I think it's been a great investment for. Uh, me personally, um, but more so the information it's allowed us to access on how your lifestyle influences uh, the certain scores and mechanisms we'll go into today um, that we've been able to uh, preach and also be able to implement into the My Peak program. Perfect. So, Brownie, you'll be better at this than me. Do you want to give the listeners a bit of a background on what actually WHOOP is and what it offers? Okay, I'll give it a go. So, not as a sales consult. Yes. We're not doing this job interview for Whoop if you hear this. Yeah, uh, yeah so the Whoop is a uh, very slim line sort of wrist band that you wear uh, on, your, on your wrist 24-7. Uh, and it basically takes into account uh, three different scores, three different mechanisms. And that's your sleep, your recovery, and your strain. And they all sort of influence uh, each other. So the amount of strain or the amount of output... Um, the amount of hard work you do during the day uh, starts to increase as a score. So uh, you max out at 21, um, and for reference, they um, call it maxing out if you get above 18. So 18 isn't an easy score to get to, um, but then in turn, your recovery and your sleep will then have um, or be slightly determined by the amount of uh, strain you've done the day before. You can influence your recovery and your sleep by doing some things uh, tips and tricks that um, some gurus out there do put out for us. So uh, recovery is very much based off your lifestyle choices, uh, the things you do during the day, um, your heart rate variability, um, and also takes into consideration your sleep, where sleep is a completely different um, rating in itself. Uh, it's a real skill to learn how to sleep, um, and it takes into account four different sleeping zones and then will give you a score. So the idea that you uh, want to be able to achieve while having whoop on your wrist is to be able to give a really good output, so a big strain, and then a really good recovery so you can continue uh, to work hard day in and day out, where if you're continually getting poor sleep and poor recovery, uh, your adaptation, one, um, won't be consistent, but also you won't be able to maintain a, a consistent level of hard work. So trying to constantly have a uh, maxed output strain but a high recovery with uh, good sleeping habits is basically the perfect recipe for a successful athlete. <laughs> did you like that, did you? I got nothing. You've answered everything. <laughs> so there's Whoop. 
Well, um, that's all we've got time for today. No, that was, I was impressed by myself. I might send that in to work for a bit of a uh, sales pitch. No, that's brilliant. So basically, well, originally Brownie got onto this and I kind of just went along with it because Brownie was so keen. But since we've been wearing these for probably nine months now, six to nine months. Almost a year, yeah. So we've actually learned a lot. So obviously um, we started My Peak because we're big advocates for what we call holistic development, taking in to account all these different elements that will affect your performance on the weekend. And since we're in the whoop or whoop, um, we've actually realized that the effect that your lifestyle has on your performance is even bigger than what we first imagined. Which is crazy because we were so big on this even before we put the the whoop on and then since putting it on it's only highlighted what we thought was super important yeah awesome so today we're going to talk about a few things and we'll crunch the numbers that uh the whoop's given us for our own performances maybe over the last week and month as well and we'll talk about we're probably going to break it down to two things the first being that um performance is a choice beautiful and the second being that performance or being an athlete i should say is a lifestyle yeah definitely and it's it's yeah it couldn't be more true and summed up in those two in those two sayings there or quotes there the performance is a choice one for me really it was like a light bulb moment hearing that because um and we'll probably touch on this a little bit later but the amount of hours you spend away from training is a way bigger influence on your performance on the weekend than the ones you spend at training yeah we'll get into that absolutely so we'll just quickly run through the three different elements that brownie touched on earlier so being strain sleep and recovery we'll start with strain because that's the one where that's basically your work how much work you do during a day like brownie said gives you a score out of 21 and the more you do, the higher your strain goes up, but then the higher your strain goes up, the harder it is to get up. So from your strain to go from two to three, you don't have to do much, but to go from 19 to 20, then you got to do a lot. you got to do a lot, exactly. Almost to get it from 20 to 21, you're probably running a marathon. It's, yeah. it's very difficult to go up the higher you go. So I'm not the CEO of Whoop and neither is Cam, but we'll give you a little bit of a rundown on the things that we know to be true when... Uh, talking about um, the three different elements we'll go through. So strain is very much like Cam said, based on the output that you put in and the heart rate um, or the, the rate in which your heart is working during the day. Yeah, and when you do an activity, so for example, I've just pulled up whoop my whoop for today. So today, this morning, I did a swim and it, my swim gave me a 9.4 strain. So I swam for 15 minutes. Um, I did... 750 meters i think it was in the pool and then what it does from there is it then breaks down your heart rate zones as well yeah which is very important and that's another episode in itself the zone in which you're working in your heart rate yeah so i spent 87 percent in zone four which is 80 to 90 percent um yeah and then i only spent four percent i only spent 47 seconds in zone five so it also breaks down what you're doing while you're in that um strain and then my swimming was 9.4. My strain overall today is 11.5. Um, so, for example, yesterday my strain was 16.1. I did a run and a swim. The day before that I was 11.9 and I just did a run and gym. So, that's just your total strain, how much work you do throughout the day. Yeah, and the other two um, elements that come into your strain are the calories burnt and also the stress in which you're under during the day. They're the yeah. two other elements that come into strain. So um, for an example, my strain average 
over the last month is 18.3. So That's like, very high. Like I mentioned before, um, anything over 18 is like a maxed out. So you're putting in a lot of effort during the day and, and that can come back to, again, if your recovery or sleep's not great, you can sometimes start a little bit higher. Mm. Um, but that number is mainly there because of the amount uh, Cam and I are both quite active. Yeah, so then, as Brandon touched on, your strain then affects your recovery. So your recovery is a percentage. So if you wake up and you're... Have yours, your recovery ever been 100? No, no, no. I think yeah. 98's my highest. Wow, so you wake up to a percentage. So... Brownie's very good at this. His recovery is very good. Mine used to be okay. Now, the last probably month, it's been, well, it's been poor really, hasn't it? So your recovery is a percentage. So today, I woke up to a 36% recovery. Mm. That's probably been my lowest for... That's almost red zone. Yeah, yeah. That's probably my lowest in the last fortnight. So to break down the zones quickly, there are a red, yellow, and green zone. 33% and lower is red. 66% and between 33% is a is a yellow. And then you've got your green, which is 66 and higher. So there's, there's, what, there's three key things that affect your, no, four key things that affect your recovery. It's your strain, so how hard you've worked. It's your sleep, which we'll get onto in a second. Your heart rate variability. Your heart rate variability. Your resting heart rate. Your respiratory rate, yeah. but also your lifestyle choices yeah, and yeah. things like that. Yeah, that all kind of comes under the one banner. So yeah. everything you do throughout the day affects your recovery. And that's like we said at, at the start of this episode, it's, it's a choice. It's a lifestyle. Being an athlete is a lifestyle. And what you do or every decision you make throughout a day is going to have effect on your recovery. But do you want to touch on what we, the information we found yes. out about the yes, yes, yes. NBA player the definitely, other day? Definitely, definitely. And chime in when I get this wrong, Cam, but... Um, if you're sitting there wondering, well, what's the importance of this magic recovery number? Uh, they did a little bit of uh, analysis and data on one of the NBA uh, players who wear the whoop, and um, they were speaking about the average points depending on what zone of recovery they're in. So in a game um, where they had a green recovery, so 66% or higher, they were averaging um, 22 points or higher. Then you move into the yellow zone and they dropped uh, to 18 points uh, per game. And then you drop into the red zone, and again, you're dropping another four or five points per game, you know, so down below sort of that 15 mark. And then Cam will touch on, um, you might think, well, what's, you know, a few points here and there? Um, and Cam will t- speak to you about the, the difference between the uh, the points and being a star or just a role player in the team. Yeah, well, this was, I found this really interesting, that, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, well. It's not a huge difference, and there's probably a few other things that might have been game plan or whatnot, but the sample size was a lot bigger than that. And the difference between green and yellow is actually the difference between being an elite star in a team, and then compare that to the stats of what a team would use as a bit of a role player, someone that starts on the bench, comes on, serves a role in the team, but isn't going to be someone that steps up and wins the game for a team, but... When the, this player in particular was in the green, the, they're the star. They're the one that wins the games for their team. Their numbers are the best. They And that affects so many other things. That's your, your contract, Definitely. your team's performance, your ability to then perhaps get picked in other teams or upgrading contracts. 
in well, the future Well, think of it this well. way, right? You think about the stars in the NBA, the game winners, the big-time players, you know, they're sitting between $15 million and $30 million a year, right? It feels good. You think about a role player, and they might be picking up anywhere between three and five. So you're talking about a five or maybe 10% difference in a recovery number, and that's resulting in 20 or $30 million differences. And you can compare this to cricket too. Mm. If you're talking about a certain player that has the ability to be in the green and um, has the ability to be a superstar like your Steve Smith, your Marnus Labuschagne, your David War- oh, touchy, David Warner. <laughs> and then if they were, just as comparison, then to be having poor recovery, maybe that's only a state standard. They mm. might only be averaging what a player would that would then get dropped and go back and play state cricket. So it's uh, just amazing how your recovery has such a big influence on your performance when you step onto the court or onto Mm. the field or whatever sport you're playing. And then that directly relates to the quote that we were speaking about earlier, is that performance um, is a choice. And to get a better heart rate variability and to get a better resting heart rate and to get a better sleep performance and choose the right lifestyle habits, they're all resulting on a better recovery. And your recovery is influencing your performance more so than what Cam and I ever could have thought. So that right there is a perfect way to think about how performance is totally in your control absolutely and like we're saying performance is a choice what does that actually mean it means every choice you make (laughs) that's right so think about right now you might be listening to this podcast perhaps it's morning perhaps it's afternoon think about how many choices you have before you go to bed tonight and Mm. even as you go to bed tonight definitely that are going to influence you as an athlete and that's how you want to think of this because like we said athletes it's a lifestyle so Perhaps what you have for dinner tonight, how how much water you drink before you go to bed or during the day, um, when you go to bed, what time you set your alarm to wake up in the morning. Absolutely. And these things actually have a compounding effect they too. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's, it's momentum. And there is such a niche and such a skill uh, to learning these lifestyle habits like your sleep routines and little tips with your hydration, when to hydrate, how to hydrate. We'll get into that in later episodes um you know when um particularly to go out and see sunlight all these things play a really big role in your recovery but the next one we want to touch on is sleep yeah so sleep is the third pillar of the whoop so basically like recovery you get a percentage as well and that's how well you slept so my percentage last night was 84 actually very good percentage. and then off the back of that it also breaks down the four sleeping cycles or stages of sleep so you've got your light sleep or first of all, you're awake. So you're you're asleep. You don't remember being awake, but you're actually awake. It's only a small percentage. Or well, hopefully it's only a small <laughs> percentage. Then your light sleep. And then you've got your two... Um, uh, what, what are they rest, called? Rest, yes, that's right. Whatever the Restorative word is. sleep. Yeah, restorative sleep. And that is your deep sleep where your body's recovering. It's yep. your physiological. And then your REM sleep where it's more... You're downloading the information you learned through throughout the day and recovering your brain and your mind. Yeah, spot on. And that's exactly right. And uh, you've probably heard uh, either uh, me or Cam or on the podcast or even in the Summit series before mention that sleep is a superpower and it's a really important uh, skill that we need to hone in on. And um, don't think that I was, you know, at your guys' age um, trying to consider how well I could sleep. I, I never would have thought of that in my wildest dreams. But now with the data we know, um, and because it's accessible to everyone, uh, we need to start implementing these things at an early age to start to get this edge and, 
and really put our uh, best foot forward in terms of development and, and trying to get picked in these sides and, and really having these uh, standout performances. And like we talk about when we talk about meditation mm. to our new athletes that haven't done it before, and we talk about how that is a skill and you just got to do it more often to get better at it. Well, sleeping is also a skill and you need to not, you want to do more of it, but you also need to come up with strategies and ways that you can actually improve your sleep. And we'll probably, Mitchie's unpacked them in previous podcast episodes. Mm, We'll mm. talk about it other times about like going to bed at the same time consistently. Definitely. Decreasing screen time before you go to bed, eating making sure you don't eat right before temperature going to bed. of the room there's a lot of different darkness. things and we'll just talk about stuff that we do yeah. you know we're not going to try and, and stand here and preach stuff that we're not trying ourselves you know we don't want to ask anything of our athletes that cam and i aren't willing to do ourselves and you know we have put a really big uh emphasis on this holistic development stuff because cam and i are really passionate about it but we are here uh, putting in the reps ourselves trying to fine tune understand get more information uh the more we know the more you know Awesome. So let's dive into a couple of these or both of these uh, things we spoke about at the start of the episode. So first of all, let's talk about lifestyle. So becoming an athlete or being an athlete, because we all, you want to view yourself as an athlete. If you're in the My Peak program right now, you're an athlete and you want you you want being an athlete to be seen as your lifestyle. Yeah. And your identity. Yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. So you want everything you do throughout the day to influence your performance in a positive way mm. and that's easier said than done but we'll give you a couple of examples now that will actually you might not think will make a big difference but or they might not straight away but will make a big difference in the long run yeah we really don't want you guys to get overwhelmed by this every choice is a, is, is going to influence your performance because this stuff is actually really enjoyable once you get the hang of it and a bit of momentum it can become really fun and discussions can can change to Cam and I used to talk about whatever we wanted to at the gym and now we get there and talk about our sleep, we talk about our strain, we talk about our recovery or the zones we're working in or whatever it might be. So these things do become really enjoyable and don't seek for perfection obviously and and obviously don't be hard on yourselves, you guys are learning. The fact that you guys are learning now, guys are already 10, 15 years in front of Cam and I. Yeah, that's exactly right and that's the whole point of the My Peak program. Let's go through an example, all right? I'm 10 years old or Mm. maybe a bit older, I'm 12 years old. It's a in-season phase. It's round, say, round three. I haven't had a great day. Maybe I've got a duck, whatnot. Dropped Unlucky, a couple mate. of catches. Unlucky. I'm on my way home from training. I'm probably feeling pretty down about myself. Um, and I start to get a bit... That same mindset leads into perhaps what I eat for dinner. I might yeah. stay up later that night. Yeah. Brownie, give the viewers here or listeners a little idea of how at that moment when i'm not feeling particularly good how that decision i make in that time might actually influence me as a as an athlete yeah it's a it's a really good question cam because a lot of us know that you know with negative emotions can come negative behaviors and often we look for um very quick um releases of you know happiness or dopamine as you might want to call it you know eating something that's not great for us or watching or staying up a bit later Um, something on tv when maybe we shouldn't or drinking something maybe we shouldn't and these things can happen just as like a band-aid fix to our negative emotions and i think the big thing for me is when we allow ourselves to do it once it gives us the standard that we can do it again and 
I think that that for me right there is if you can just be strong enough the first time or you know even if you slip up once to quickly learn and the second time pull yourself up and make the harder decision because in the long run it's going to serve you a lot more consistent and it acts as a compound effect right absolutely that's a great answer and then off the back of it that then leads to other things as well when you have other decisions to make mm. and the harder decision will become a lot easier because it's the decision you've made before. For example, right, I'll just use our lifestyle as an example. We wake up early, so we're up and we go, okay, I'm up now, go to the gym. All right, I'm at the gym, may as well jump in the sauna. Oh, had a big session in the sauna, make sure I hydrate. Oh, you know, had a big session gym, I have a cold shower now. So these things start to build momentum because you choose the right thing and it so often uh, leads to the next right thing and the next right thing and you can have a snowball effect positively or you can also have that snowball effect negatively. Yeah, and the more you do it, the more it compounds, the easier it becomes to make those decisions or will be even better, perhaps the decisions don't become easier but Mm. what you're doing becomes a lot easier. So you're pushing yourself a lot further. It might not feel as easy but if you went back and did what you used to do then you wouldn't even break a sweat because it'd be that easy. So every time you do make it make the harder decision you're pushing yourself to become a better athlete every every time and off the back of that like let's go back to that example where um you haven't had a great day you go home if you do make the tough decisions what could then happen during the week at training what then could happen next weekend with your performance and these performance if you your performance is getting better it leads to better opportunities yeah in the opportunities future is the big one right and it comes from these small little decisions okay i'm going to push myself a little harder at this fitness session and then all of a sudden you're like geez i work so hard there's no way i'm going home and having a bad meal got to refuel myself i'm not doing all that effort for nothing you do that the next day you wake up you're recovered real you have a great performance um who knows maybe someone of some importance was there they give you an opportunity next time um you know you play a game maybe you bat a bit higher you score a big score that score you know gives you some eyes watching you on my cricket you just never know the little tiny decisions you make how big of an influence it can have as time goes on awesome all right we could talk all day but let's wrap that up so just to touch on we've used whoop as a way for us to actually even though we knew it was important to actually Fine further yeah, enhance how important your lifestyle choices are for your performance on the weekend. And all of those choice, all those choices do influence each other and compoundly affect in a positive way or if you don't, in a negative way. Yeah, and Cam and I will, in further episodes, unpack uh, the skills and the traits and the habits that you need to get um, you know, consistent strain, consistent recovery, consistent sleep. We'll we'll unpack what we do and, and how it works for us. Um, and again, our dream probably is to have every My Peak athlete wearing a whoop one day. Wow, that would be awesome. Uh, until then, we'll catch you next time on the My Peak podcast.